When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The stock market is nearly impossible to predict these days. Uh, just when we start to think everything is okay, a Fed governor flips from dove to hawk. It's up 500 one day, down 500 the next, and Janet Yellen has to tank the market even more this morning. So today we're turning to a far more stable investment, NFTs. Specifically, the largest single NFT investment we've ever made, and it's centered around Yuga Lab's new metaverse. Last month, Yuga raised $450 million of funding at a $4 billion valuation. They said they plan to use the money to build a media empire around NFTs, and they're starting with games and their own metaverse project. That announcement came shortly after Yuga Labs acquired CryptoPunks and MeBits from Larva Labs and then launched their ApeCoin, which itself has more than a $3 billion market cap. The co-founder of the Bored Apes, who goes by Gordon Goner, says that uh, they hope to create an interoperable world that is gamified and completely decentralized. He says that he thinks the real Ready Player One experience will be run by the player. Well, here at Dumb Money, I actually bought my first and only CryptoPunk just before the project was acquired by Yuga. Chris has been collecting punks and apes since way back in the day when uh, I thought that 50k was an insane amount of money to pay for a cartoon monkey on the blockchain. The floor price, by the way, for those apes is now over $375,000. In anticipation of the initial plot offering in the Yuga Labs metaverse, Chris has been increasing his position in apes, and today on Dumb Money, we're going to hear what he's done, all about his trading strategy to maximize his ape lamb grab, and we're going to hear his prediction for what and when we might see when the Yuga Yuga Labs, Yugamer, Yugaverse, could we call it the Yugaverse, when, when that launches. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Before we get into the non-fungible apes and land, I do need to uh, let you know about a special fungible token that each and every person within the sound of my voice has access to right now for free. They are valuable. They're a super valuable currency here on YouTube. It's known as the like, and it doesn't cost you anything to give us one. All it takes is that you scroll down, look for the little thumbs up, and uh, tap it. When you do, our like balance increases, and maybe, just maybe, YouTube will get this video out to more people. Also, a quick shout out to our Discord community. Uh, Jinx texted me this morning, he's one of the mods there, and he told me that the community has just topped 50,000 users. So if you watch our shows, you're really only getting part of the picture. This, it's an amazing community. They're into the same things that we talk about on the channel, stocks, crypto, social signal, investing. So if you've never checked it out, uh, maybe if you have checked it out and you haven't been there in a while, just head to the Discord channel. You can go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord and get an invite. Again, that's completely free. Chris, Jordan, I have uh, found my home here on the metaverse. I, I didn't need to spend anything except for like 60 bucks to get a green screen. And I can be a part of it myself. Um, it's probably going to be one of those shows that that uh, makes my FOMO come out. My uh, FOMO. 
<laughs> did, Dave, um, can I? Did you make? Did you just? Do you just buy that? Like, is that available? Is that a readily available backdrop or what? Uh, no, I just uh, found it on the internet I, and I downloaded the JPEG. For, I yeah. I want that to be my new Zoom background. Can you help <laughs> me with that, dude? I will. I yes, I will send you a copy of uh, this uh, non fungible background. Please um, do. All, also, but I also, but I need. I, so you're going to convince me, or get close to convincing me, that I need yes. to do something like buy an ape. I need yes. Jordan to be the voice of sanity here, because. Okay. No, I already told you you should buy one. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, this is, oh, we're doomed. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Should we start? with our debate about the metaverse and by the way dave it's called the other side that's the name of this metaverse it's called the yes. other side i want to um, call it yugaverse okay <laughs> should we start there or or should we just start with the trading strategy for those who believe that you don't even have to believe in in, in the other side or the metaverse concept to really like this trade but for those that want to trade the other side launch, Yuga Labs other side launch. Should we go over the trading strategy first and then debate whether we should even care about that? Is that how we should do this episode? Because uh, I have a very yes. specific let's, let's talk trade about the trading strategy first because I I want to first hear how you uh, now have a seven figure position in apes. Okay. And what and, exactly and way, you have. This is, this and that is, rolls into the trading strategy. This trading strategy is interesting because it's for anyone regardless of how much money you might have because you can literally do this with $1, right? Not $1, $14. Um, so first of all, we're not financial advisors. Those of y'all know that, right? Like we don't know what your financial risks are. This is NFT land. This is the riskiest thing on earth. So please do not do what we're doing. This is for our accounts. We're just sharing it with you all so you can kind of poke holes in our thesis and maybe uh, give you guys some ideas that you can research on your own, speak to your financial advisor, and do whatever's right for you. But do not copy this trading strategy. This is just our thesis. This is my idea for how one might want to think about this if they're interested. Now, the other side uh, is the metaverse to be launched by Yuga Labs. And rumor has it that it will be launched or announced imminently, right? It could be in the next few hours, the next few days, probably worst case the next few weeks because they've essentially come out and said it's going to happen in okay now um for those that want to participate in this land grab it's essentially a hundred thousand land parcels that yuga labs recently valued at roughly half a billion uh, excuse me five billion dollars uh it's roughly a hundred thousand parcels it will be another hundred thousand parcels sometime in the fall that's based on rumor only that's actually based on a leak leaked early powerpoint uh that yuga labs put out when they were fundraising so it might or might not be accurate but it's the best thing we have to go by as of right now now according to that presentation and the numbers that were associated with it in terms of how much money they were going to generate from issuing that land, it's assumed that the 30,000 30, of the first 100,000 land plots were going to be given away for free to ape owners and mutant ape owners. And then 70,000 plots of land would be sold at, again, an estimated or assumed rate of roughly one ETH per plot of land. Now, here's what's really interesting. That was before uh, a lot of the ape token uh, kind of, you know, the ape token kind of movement started. And I firmly believe 
that this land will now be available probably exclusively using 8 token, but we still have to assume it's going to cost roughly 1 ETH in 8 token. But why is it important that we think that they will require 8 token? First of all, why do I believe they will require 8 token? Because the the in endorsing ape token ape token and ensuring that it is a big part of this metaverse is absolutely critical for yuga labs yeah. now you and might they've be said asking, they, they want that ape token to not only be for their projects but for all projects everyone can use yes. ape token and they want their meta world metaverse to be something that's also open they have an open developer api that they're talking about that anyone can bring their nfts into their metaverse that that's what Kind of makes it different yeah. than than what Meta Facebook is uh, is correct. Doing. And Dave, now one might say, and people are arguing that they won't use Ape Token for the land sale because they want money. They need the money, and the only way for them to make money is to sell it in ETH. And if they sell it in Ape Token, they would essentially just sell that Ape Token for ETH, which would put downward pressure on Ape Token, which would be a disaster. So what's the point of even using Ape Token to begin with? Well, the thesis here, my thesis, is that they will require Ape Token because it's so critically important important that they push ape token uh, as the predominant currency related to the metaverse and that they will not dump the ape token i believe that they will have plans to all for all the ape token that they collect to keep it in their treasury for a very long period of time and sell it very slowly way off in the future i believe that is a strategy um, we'll see if that's correct or not. But if that is correct, what it means is that when this other side metaverse gets formally announced and when the land plots get formally announced, um, we and when it gets announced, if it gets announced, that they will require ape token for the purchase. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. I just let him do it. I, I can't deal with it right now. I, <laughs> Sorry, we're getting turf put in around our pool. I'm not gonna go. Okay, a a anyway, it. Well, I lost my trade off, but this is very important because because when that gets announced, if it gets announced the way I think it will get announced, there should be in my head a massive, massive rush to purchase Ape Token, meaning that one of the best ways to immediately play. Uh, this thesis is simply to own ape token at like 12 bucks, 12, 13 bucks, right? That's how much one ape token costs. Now that's if the thesis is correct. Um, if the thesis is not correct and they accept ETH, well then that's out the window. But if it is correct, in theory, Ape Token alone should be a great way to play this event that's going to happen the next few days, the next few weeks. Now, um, in a, a more, a more. Uh, uh, a more definite way to play this is simply to own apes and mutant apes, right? Because the concept here is that apes and mutant apes will receive free land plots. I have to assume that apes, board apes, will receive either larger or more prominent or better position plots um, because they're obviously four to five X more expensive than mutant apes. But it is firmly rumored, and I can't imagine a scenario where mutant apes and board apes did not receive land plots for free. Now, most people don't have $75,000 to $375,000 to buy either a mutant or a bored ape. And I understand that. I actually went out and picked up four additional mutant apes uh, in addition to the one bored ape and the one mutant ape I already owned to maximize uh, my ability to acquire more land plots. But here's what I think a lot of people aren't seeing. 
Um, if you go back to that teaser video, uh, the Bored Ape, uh, the Yuga Labs teaser video for the other side that we've talked about in a couple episodes, um, if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend you go to Twitter, go to the Bored Ape Yacht Club Twitter account, and you'd find that teaser video. It is spectacular. Um, it's super exciting, very well done. You will notice that towards the end of that teaser, um, there is a spaceship, right? And that spaceship uh, basically has five other projects inside of it. It has a world of women. It has a crypto punk. It has a crypto toads. It has a cool cat, right? And so it, it, you would have to think that these are the launch partners for the other side metaverse. And if they are the launch partners for the other side metaverse, it's in the best interest I think of Yuga, Yuga Labs to pull the community for each of these projects into the other side metaverse on day one and to do something for those communities. So I have another thesis, uh, which has been discussed in, in various discords, that they might whitelist uh, the owners of each of these NFT projects, not to give them a free plot of land, but to give them the ability to purchase a plot of land and let's just assume that the calculations that everyone's been running are about correct and it's about one ETH. Well, in my head, I cannot imagine a scenario where these land plots on a secondary market weren't valued at at least five to 10 ETH. And that's based on the current value of NFT worlds, um, of, uh, of Sandlot, of, of um, also, um, excuse me, God, I'm losing my mind. Uh, the top basically four to five uh, metaverse land plots that are available for all, right? So. If you look at them, it, it, it seems evident that these land plots will sell for between 5 and 10 ETH on the secondary market. So if you can purchase one for 1 ETH, that's like an instantaneous 5x plus on your money. So when you go out and you look at the cheapest NFTs in these, in these partner launch projects, the cheapest one I was able to find was CryptoToast, going with a floor price of, I think, 2.93 ETH. So I already own 16 cool cats. I think I own six world of women. Um, I did not buy any more of those because they're really expensive. But crypto toads at point at 2.97, which is uh, I went. Their current floor is 9,914. Yes. Yeah, so I went ahead and bought five of those just out of speculation alone uh, on this thesis in order to, again, maximize the number of land plots I'd be able to buy. Um, because between my 16 cool cats, my six or seven world of women, um, I think I own a few Mebits, right? The Mebits are in there. I think uh, we obviously have a CryptoPunk. You have one as well, Dave. So uh, if they allow CryptoPunks, owners to buy land. Uh, I will get between my board ape, my mutant apes and all the other partner programs, I should be able to get close to 30 plots of land, some for free, some for paid. So there's a way for anybody, regardless of what your budget is. And I'm not saying people should go out and do this. But if one wants to understand the different ways to participate on speculating on this very high risk thesis, uh, you can simply spend $12, right? Yeah. And get some ape coin. Or you can spend, what, $9,000 to buy a crypto toads if that thesis is correct. And the most sure thesis would be owning a mutant ape or a board ape where you simply get the land for free. But that's 75000 And so I'll just say, my only interest ape. in land in this metaverse would be flipping it because they're talking about this being a gaming interactive environment that I, I don't want to have any part of being in this metaverse myself other than having a green screen background. 
That's it just, that just doesn't appeal to me. But the idea of you know, we've seen other land projects basically explode after whatever their mint price was. That I, I imagine that the board apes are the most sought after, most talked about of these NFT projects. And when they come out with their land project that competes with Sandbox, Sandlot, Sandstone, and all all the sand projects. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, see it going I, up, but I don't. Um, I would want so, to sell so it as Dave, fast as I can. I, I think that's, by the way, Dave, I think that's fine. And, and that's not too far off from my thesis. You know, me and you debate the metaverse all the time. I think, you know, we'll have a debate here in a minute about the metaverse in general and what it might or might not look like. What I what I love the most about this thesis and a lot of my NFT and the ones that I really love <laughs> are the fact that it they're hard to they're hard to kind of disprove term, right? So I like NFT trades where the thing that's getting built, right, is off in the future, meaning you can't kind of come and say, hey, that didn't work because they haven't released it yet. A good example of where that did not work was Cool Cats, where Cool Cats had this Cooltopia, this game that they were supposed to release two and a half months ago, and they've just run into one issue after the other. It's two and a half months later, and they still don't have a game release. So the floor has gone down from like, I think, 13 or 14 ETH all the way down to 8 ETH. Every day that they can't get the game out, it, it the floor keeps dropping. I haven't sold any. I'm a believer in Cool Cats. But this is not that. This is one of those scenarios where you have to build out every single scenario in your head. So what are all the scenarios that could play out? And which of those scenarios would cause this other side metaverse to maybe not be so great and the land to maybe go down in value or not pop in value. And I'm having a hard time coming up with scenarios where that would be the case. Um, perhaps the team just doesn't do a good job hyping this. But if you look at the teaser video, the teaser video was so well executed. Yeah. And now with half a billion dollars of cash in their pocket, um, you know, Mark and Dreesen behind them, amazing, amazing talent representation, people uh in hollywood that are representing them i think they have a lot of really smart people um guiding them right now and i would have to believe at an absolute minimum they will do a good job telling a story of what this can be in the short term now whether any of that materializes or not i'm not even going to try to well i will try to speculate on that in a minute but i almost don't care I almost don't care for this trade, whether this metaverse ends up going down the drain and never really materializing, or whether it really does end up being the ready player one experience, right? I will remind you, Dave, I think we have 2 billion gamers in the world, by the way. So it only needs to work for even a fraction of those guys. No, I, I know. But, I, and as an investment, I like it. As a yeah. as a way to spend my time, I don't. And so the thing that I don't want to be involved in is doing anything that requires me to go in the metaverse to improve my land to make it more valuable. I only want yeah. it as a commodity. Like I want yeah. I want the land and I imagine that it's going to be gamified and the value will appreciate for people who have to go in and do stuff. I don't want that. So I want to buy and sell. I just want yeah, to get Yeah, so Dave, out. Dave, I think for you and and the one person I do not mind providing financial advice to is Dave and Jordan cuz it won't come you, back. You know my risk me. tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to pretend to give Dave, if I'm going to pretend to give Dave 
uh, advice here. You know, I really want Dave to buy an eight. I truly do. Not for this. I think this will just be one more big benefit. I mean, if he would have bought the ape when I wanted him to buy the ape, he would have already made almost all of his money back just in ape coin. Uh, but even here, I think on the ape, he's going to get amazing land plot for that ape, which will pay for part of the ape. Uh, and I think he will. Ha the ape will pay dividends, massive dividends over time. See, as I just think that right now, I think all of that is priced into the ape itself. We, it's gone from 100 to 111 ETH since I was considering buying it. And that so do you is think the price of, is going to crash on this uh, on the release. Well, well, I think that well, once well, I think that just like anything, anytime there's something that that there's a, a speculation that there's going to be an airdrop associated with an ape, and that's essentially what this is: land being yeah. airdropped if you own the ape. As, every time that that happens, there is a pullback, and I just think there's so and, much and riding on this pops, metaverse. It usually pops right back. So there was a pullback after the ape coin launch, uh, Jordan, the ape coin airdrop. And then it immediately pulled back and then went higher, went higher than where it was before the ApeCoin drop. And, and by the way, let's just mention here uh, the, the GOAT, uh, Tom Brady, did buy an ape yesterday, a very nice ape uh, for 130th, I think. Uh, but yes, Dave, you're probably, you're probably right on that. I can't really speculate on what it will do after the, the, this, this land drop. But, you know, that said, I think they'll probably, and they'll probably, I don't know. I think, Dave, for you, the easiest way to play this is ApeCoin. Honestly, it's so easy. It's so liquid. It's a coin. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to pick one. I think it would be really easy for you to pick up some ApeCoin here. Um, and if you want to double down on, uh, you know, getting some additional land, which I don't think you care about that much, you get an Ape or get a Mutant. But I, I see you as just getting some ApeCoin. I see that's how you're going to play it, right? If you play it. I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't, it's, it, there's so much about it that I like as an investment, but so much about it I dislike as an activity. I just can't do it. You have to separate, you have to separate yourself, separate your own feelings about it from the investment. Because we know, Dave, like this is, gosh, when you look at some of these other metaverses that have, that have come out, I mean, they're basically based on almost nothing, right? I mean, they're just like out of nowhere and the valuations are so ridiculously high. We essentially, Yuga Labs, right at this second at least, at this second, they're kind of like, I know, they're, I don't want to compare them to Apple, but they're kind of like the Apple of this space, right? In terms of execution and hype. And the entire NFT world is really looking up to them as please don't disappoint us because we really need you to win. I feel like all the other projects are looking at Yuga Labs, realizing they're no longer a competitor, but the better that Yuga Labs does, the better that Bored Apes does, the better that this metaverse does, the better for all of the projects. We're starting to hear rumors now that it's not just World of Women, it's not just Cool Cats, that essentially almost all of these projects are contemplating and thinking about partnering uh, with Yuga Labs in some way, maybe not exclusively, right? But what's good for Yuga Labs, what's good for this metaverse is probably good for the entire NFT sector. And when you have everyone coming together, that is that's a really powerful yeah. force. That's never happened before in the last I, no, 12 I months since it's been a thing. I agree. I agree, but I just think that as an investment, buying ApeCoin, which there's one of your theses d includes ApeCoin not being the uh, thing that use, that is transacted to buy True. this land. Um, had I invested in ApeCoin last week when you told me to, 
If I put a million bucks in ApeCoin, I'd already be down a quarter million dollars. Okay, so let me ex let me explain that. Um, but if you would have bought an Azuki, I was I think I was talking to you about. You didn't tell me to buy Azuki. You told me to buy ApeCoin. Uh, okay. Uh, what happened was we had a lot of liquidity get extracted out of ApeCoin um, and going to purchase Azukis, which went on just the run of all runs. It essentially doubled <laughs> in a matter of days, and all the blue chip holders were going out and buying Azukis, and a lot of them were pulling liquidity from their ApeCoin. So that that that's kind of part of the reason why ApeCoin came down. Some the other reason, Dave, as you are aware, uh, that proposal for the ApeCoin DAO um, mm -hmm. did, did not pass. Okay, so that was a, this is a very short-term thing. There was a staking proposal that would have essentially had everybody staking all of their ApeCoin, right? There was a very small uh, uh, piece of that proposal related to cap of how much ApeCoin you could stake per NFT per ape. That there was a dis there was a dispute, uh, so they, they it did not pass. And now proposals are starting to come out solving for that dispute. So I predict in the next few weeks to maybe month, month and a half, it will pass and we will start to see a run up in ApeCoin purely based on the fact that now we're going to have an approved staking mechanism that's going to incentivize every ApeCoin holder to stake all of their ApeCoin. You know what, Dave, this is so predictable, right, Dave? When you have something that requires staking and all the supply comes off the market, the anticipation alone of that drives the coin up before anyone stakes. So if you think about it, Dave, this is the we don't we don't just have one thesis here. We have the thesis about the other side metaverse requiring eight coin, which would generate potentially a huge run. In we also have this. We kind of kind of know that it, one of these proposals is going to go through. Just a matter of which one and when exactly it goes through. That will essentially incentivize massive staking of every ape coin. Dave, you know what my favorite trade is? Is when you kind of know something's going to happen. It's just a matter of the mechanics of time unfolding to make it happen because this market is so short-sighted. They only care about things that will make them money today, tomorrow, and this weekend. If it's beyond this weekend, they're going to push it, kick it down the road. So for people that have even a little bit of patience to say, hey, I'm going to wait six or seven weeks so they get this proposal suited out, knowing that that ApeCoin will make a run the week before, or as it becomes evident that's going to happen, it's such an it's such an amazing and obvious and opportunistic trade. That's why I love ApeCoin here, and in fact, I'm probably going to buy more ApeCoin as the second we get off at the show today. I was going to buy it this morning; I didn't have time, uh, but I'm probably going to buy. I've been selling some other stuff. I've been moving some liquidity around uh, so I can actually get more ApeCoin. I'm I'm trying to balance between more mutant apes and more ApeCoin. But I think I'm going to get some more ApeCoin. I I I just uh, I I don't know what to say. I, this is not this doesn't interest me at all. How does what? How did what I say not interest you at all? When I basically just told you that it's just a mechanical timeline thing before we get the staking workout, and that alone should set a massive floor under ApeCoin, if not accelerate. Uh, the movement up, um, and then we have this other thing that, if it happens, could completely explode. I mean, that to me, that those are two. One's a one's like a speculative thesis. The other is just kind of like an obvious. Do we have the patience to wait a few weeks? Right? Um, I don't know. I, I I see it as just a beautiful trade personally. That's why I'm so heavy in ApeCoin. For those y'all don't. Oh, for those y'all don't know, if you want to know how I got to that number, I have my board ape. 
I have five mutant apes. I have, um, uh, I bought five of those crypto toads, and then I have about 350,000 of coin. So if you add all of those up, uh, I am well, you know, r r right in there uh, at about you know, the seven figure level of, of <laughs> Yuga Labs ecosystem go going into this uh, other side announcement. So I listen. If that wasn't enough, I don't know. I don't know what else is. It. Are you looking at my vault? Is yes, that the vault? I was, I was looking at your vault. Oh, that's, the, that's the vault. Oh, that's the vault. That's not my normal. I, I've actually moved most of my stuff out of the vault because I just don't like have not having access to it. Where do you put it? Dumb money. Oh, I have there's... a. Du you were looking at dumb money vault. Yeah, I, th I thought you put all the good stuff in vault. No, now I have like almost everything in dumb money. Uh, but I do keep a few things in the vault, uh, like just, the punk. Just, just in here. And I and I had like this, actually that a lot of that might look like garbage to you, but it is. I mean, some of it is, but a lot of it is not. It is really a lot stuff. of it all it looks. Oh no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, there's some really good stuff in there, dude. There's I got all my cats in there. I got most of my world of women in there. I have my I do I have I have my Azukis in there. I bought another Azuki last week. Went from 18 to 34 in like two days. It's back down to like 25, but I got two airdrops per Azuki that are each five each. So I basically got 10 ETH of airdrop delivered on each 18 ETH Azuki. I sold one of my four airdrops. Uh, that's the stuff with the dirt, the box and the, and the mound of dirt. Those are going to supposedly uh, grow in seedlings that will become some sort of companion thing for the Azukis. Uh, there's just listen. I I will say my general thesis on the NFT space. It hasn't really changed. I feel like we are in a super high risk period for mm. NFTs this summer. Uh, I've always said I think we're going to experience a massive NFT crash that will be followed by a consolidation around the blue blue chips or near blue chip uh, uh, NFT projects. Instead, I think. Do you think we've already we seen that crash, or is that still? Uh, a crash to well, come. I was about we to say, I don't think we've seen the crash. I think, Dave, what we're seeing is more of like a slow motion, like a slow motion um, kind of uh, transition from all the other projects or a lot of the other projects into the blue chips. So rather than them all crashing, which is pretty painful, uh, the blue chips crashing with them, we're just kind of seeing this migration of people moving money from other projects that are slowly going down in price to blue chips that are slowly continuing to climb and climb and climb in price. It's because people want that security. Uh, they want that durability of the blue chip projects. And I'm really proud of my thesis because I kind of started uh, moving my stuff over a couple months ago and I'm still in the process of doing that. It's a very painful process because you fall in love with a lot of these projects and you don't want to sell it all because there's there's a little bit of art. There's a little bit of art value there and a little bit of, I would say, kind of historic value there. You remember when you got in that project. It was that during that first exciting year when NFTs were a thing and like, you, you know, you want to kind of have, so I'm kind of keeping one piece from each of those projects, you know, for art, for art value for me. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think how often, how, let's, let's say, uh, well, let's have our debate on the metaverse. Okay. But, but when we talk about the metaverse, regardless of whether we're right or wrong, regardless of what it looks like in the future, uh, how many opportunities will we have as investors to speculate on potentially getting in on day one 
of what could, what could, not necessarily will, but what could be one of the major metaverses that kind of define this next period of time. And I know that the purists would like to say, that, you know what, there, this is, sounds too web 2.0 and like it can't just be one metaverse. It has to be millions of metaverses and totally decentralized. Uh, I believe that these worlds will kind of all merge. And I think web 3.0 will really be more of um, a continuum from web 2.0. And I don't think it will look that pure. I think it will be decentralized to some extent in terms of governance and in terms of ownership. But ultimately, I think it will look more like web 2.0 than people think. And I want to read one quote, guys, about the metaverse uh, before we have this debate. Because I, I was reading rereading this article last night by my buddy Bobby Hundreds and his article about metaverse fashion. And he said, if the internet is our primary life, and second life is what transpires in the physical world, which is a thesis, eventually, a lot of people have this thesis. The metaverse is a comprehensive and holistic experience where we don't discern boundaries between both realities, okay? And what he means by that, towards the end of the article, he says, once again, the metaverse is a comprehensive and holistic experience where we don't discern those boundaries between both realities. So the best metaverse fashion brands he was talking about will also lead in the physical spaces, right? And so he goes on to talk about luxury housing companies and clothing companies. And he just says, Web 3 is not a clean departure from Web 2. It's a maturation. You can't have Web 3 without Web 2. Like you can't disentangle your childhood experiences from your ripened wisdom. Okay, so like it, it's just there's a lot of thesis out there is all I'm saying on what the metaverse might or might not be. And I don't think any of us really know, but it's kind of cool to be sitting here even having this conversation with the ability, should we choose to potentially making an investment that would run in parallel to one of these. The launch, It's like I go back to Facebook, right? Nobody yeah. would have thought that. Fa let's put let's be honest dave if we were around on day one of facebook when they were at harvard right neither of us the no facebook. one in our network it was what? the facebook back then the facebook would we have had the foresight to real we would have been like why no it will never take over the entire universe like to this extent yeah, it would never have made thought sense it would have the influence that it does the 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 reach that it does you would have never thought that it would yeah. get to that point this little project where you could look up and see people you some, know yeah. some people did though some people did and like some i think anytime you have something that big some people see it and maybe they're just speculating a lot of most people don't they're speculating on the other side i'm the first person to say i just don't know i just don't know and i think a lot of us as investors we like to invest in things that we know are going to happen and we wait till we know they're going to happen i like saying hey there's a 10 percent chance of me making 100 times my money and if there's a 10% chance of me making even 20 times my money, that's an investment that I want to take yeah. every time. Okay. So here's the and difference. So here's I, the difference. You, when the gold rush started, you would have been the first to grab a pick and a shovel and uh, take your covered wagon across the continent, right? And I would have stayed back in, in New York and been trading stocks under a tree. But would you have maybe thrown a little bit of money? I, I might have missed me? out. I, I literally would have missed out on you know owning a you know half of Montana or something. But I mean that's okay. I didn't need half of Montana. You also 100 sure weren't going to die on the Oregon Trail on the way. There. I didn't die on the Oregon Trail, and Chris could die on the Oregon Trail. Your your portfolio is so heavily tied to the Oregon Trail that uh, I hope you don't get dysentery.
But I feel like, Dave, maybe you, before I left for the Oregon Trail, I would have said, Dave, I'm off, I'm off to do this. And I know, I know this is not, so, you're, I know you're not coming with me. And I know Jordan hasn't, like, he's not even under the tree. He's hanging out, you know, in the townhouse, like, whatever. But, but I would have said, why don't you give me a little <laughs> bit of money? Just, just give yeah, me I, a that, little bit of money. And that's what I probably would have done. I would have probably said, okay, I don't want to have anything to do with going and trying to dig a hole and find some golden nuggets. But maybe if I, I I'll give you some money and you can go dig and see what you find. Yes. And by the way, I just saw... Um, and so that was me buying a, uh, a crypto punk. I just saw the word Peloton uh, out of context for the comment. But let's just say this ends up being... Let's just ends, let's say this ends up being another Peloton. Let's just have, You know, a better reference for this? Let's say this ends up being another sector like um, 3D printing. Remember 3D printing, how hot it got for a while, and then it completely crashed, and now it's like kind of slowly coming back many, many, many years later. Let's say that happens here. I am happy, I am happy to ride the first few segments of that, mm. even if it's even if it's a false, false, like, right, spike and rise of the metaverse. And I feel that that's what the next few weeks are for me, right? Like, I'm gonna take it one day at a time, um, I'm going to ride this announcement. I believe there's more of a probability that Yuga Labs does not mess up this announcement than that they mess up the announcement in Underwear, okay? Uh, the only other thing I could think of that could cause this to completely sour is some macroeconomic event, like a massive market crash that impacts everything, including crypto and NFTs. Uh, also, if there's another blue chip project like Artifact, for example, which is owned by Nike, that essentially comes out or Adidas uh, comes out and says, hey, we're going to have a massive metaverse and we're going to put billions of dollars into it. And and that and that makes people think, oh, gosh, you know, now we're going to have like a huge competitor here. So there's a couple things that could mm -hmm. happen that could screw up this trade thesis. But I'm going I'm going to say that that it's less likely than the likelihood that they make an announcement. They do a good job with it. And people tend to pump and hype and get overexcited. And in the short term, at least, we see an acceleration of asset value for all of the above, assuming that my thesis are correct, right? With ApeCoin, with Mutant, um, with any partner project that gets lucky enough to get whitelisted. Uh, yeah. So that's where I sit right now. It's a risk reward bet. And I, so I'm going to address Sebastian in the comments who says, I just need to get on board instead of being a complete downer. I'm not trying to be a complete downer. I think that there is a money-making opportunity here. It's just not for me because I think it requires more thought, time, and effort than I'm personally willing to put it. I'm not going to go hang out in the Discord rooms at four in the morning like Chris does and find this little nuggets of information as he's, as he's digging for gold. You don't have to. You get the text. You do me. have to, William Chris, because like we didn't know about the whole thing that people were doing with the ape coin that you then capitalized on. That yeah. And what about what about when you had Jordan buy some planets so you and you forgot to, to tell him to sell? You know what's going on all the time. Or you'll get burned. No, no, no. I'll, I'll keep you up on this. I'll keep you up on this. I, I promise. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, so, I, 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 Jordan, you couldn't hear me, and I couldn't hear you because we were both talking at the same yeah. time. But I was saying. Uh, what was I saying? I was saying, what about the planets? When you had Jordan buy a planet and you said, right. no, don't worry, I'll tell you what to do. And then it was time to sell, but Jordan didn't know. 
I yeah. forgot. Now, Jordan, you did redeem for your mint pass too, though. That's I redeemed, happening. but am I, am I supposed to sell things now? Or something? I don't even know. What I'm um, you just you're fine for now. Keep the plants; it's fine. It keep everything. I just want to make sure you redeemed for your mint pass yeah. too, which will eventually earn you a sidekick. So you're good, Jordan. You're totally good. My bad for not reminding you to <laughs> redeem just for your mint pass. The whole, See, the the thing, whole sentence like, you I just said. I personally don't have any interest in this space, and so it makes it really tough for me. to then go and mine all this information and stay up to date on it. And that's just a personal thing. Like, I just don't care about it. Um, I'm not against people doing it. I just, I yeah, literally I think, don't. I think a lot of people have a ton of fun doing it. And yeah. people, sure. you'll make and money and have fun, play to win and all. It's just not for me. It's not for Jordan. And for yeah. me, I know that I will not put the time or effort into being good at it. And so if I'm not going to be good at something, I'm not going to get too involved in it. I think ApeCoin is a really easy way for you to, to trade it short term, Dave. It's highly liquid. Uh, I, I will definitely do. I will let you know what happens with this whole thing. You, you could just would you have, would you have already told me that I'm down twenty percent since uh, since you had me get in? Yeah, but now you get to get in twenty percent less. <laughs> I, I'm buying more for twenty percent less. I, I you. Get a little ape coin, Dave, and, and I'll keep you up to date with what happens. I, I think there's risk there, but the risk reward in your favor, ape coin. And this, that only goes for Dave, and not for anyone watching this show. Because I know that these guys have buckets of money that are that are that are geared towards higher risk, high reward speculation. And I think this is one of those times when they should leverage the person in their network that is spending hours a day doing this stuff because they might as well monetize my time because I could only monetize so much of my time. So like, I feel like they should monetize some of it. They don't even have to do the work. They just have to just listen to me when I say to go do this stuff. It's not always going to work out, but I think more times than not, it will work out enough uh, to be lucrative for them. And by the way, for our audience, all I'm saying is I did a lot of work. I've been thinking about this nonstop. I want to share this with everyone today. That's why we chose this episode for today, because it is timely. At the same time, I do want Dumb Money uh, viewers and followers to poke holes in this thesis, to have these conversations on Discord, uh, debate amongst yourselves, make your own best decisions, right? Do, I'm not definitely not saying to go out and do this stuff. I'm saying this is what I'm doing. I understand the risk-reward. And I really like it. I really like it. Um, and, and by the way, this, I don't know if there'll be very many big NFT trades in 2022 between now and the end of the year. There might be, who knows what's left, but I am not trading very often anymore. Like this is, as this whole world started to consolidate around the blue chips, there are a lot less things to keep track of. Uh, there are a lot less projects to focus on. And I'm just not actively trading NFTs as much as I was before, which I love because it, now I have more time to focus back on the market. In fact, guys, I really want to do a show tomorrow or Friday um, about the market right now and what's going on with inflation. And if there are any places that we can somewhat safe or take advantage of what's about to happen and, and the level of worry here. I know we talked about hedging. I've been hedging. I haven't stopped, guys. I still have my hedge on. Some days I feel like an absolute idiot, but then other days, like yesterday and today, I'm like, this is why I did it. I'm sleeping better at night. I'm losing a huge amount of money, but it's not an insane amount of money, right? Like it's it's just, it's less bad than it can be yeah. on days like that. Yeah. So we should have that conversation this week about what do we do now? Because guys, it's starting to get pretty real. Um, have you seen like some of the stuff out there? Some of the comments from the Fed are just, I mean, they're really gonna put the press on 
pulling back. There were some. Co- I I I heard something about some comments. I don't remember exactly who said it, but they wanted to take the market down. <laughs> yeah, like that's part of what they want. What, do you think Jordan? Uh, let's save this for tomorrow Friday's episode. But do you think part of this is they kind of have to get it done with before the election cycle starts? Like I feel like they got to do it now so that it can recover towards the latter end of the right of the four-year period before the real bulk of the election cycle starts because you can't be going through this right in 2020 late 2023 to early 2024 that would be a disaster don't you think yeah yeah i don't know i mean i look i mean they're i feel like that they're trying to attack inflation but they're doing it at the wrong time they should have been they should have been raising you know, during the huge expansion that we had last year and not uh, <laughs> when we're not having an expansion and things are slowing down. Um, yeah. And arguably you've got um, some commodities obviously going nuts um, like oil um, during the last few months, but a lot of things have come down, like lumber's come down, um, you know, coffee's come down. There's a ton of things that have come down that uh, you don't necessarily need to fight and play on those things. And so, you know, is this the right time? I, I don't know. No. There's only okay. and plus there's only so much that the government can actually handle as far as increased rates with you know paying the deficit that uh, you know at a certain point in time like that's all they'll be able to afford just paying interest and not anything else. All right, and then maybe let's, talking major issues. Let's save that conversation for our next episode because I want to have not just our speculation yeah. on what's about to happen, but what are we actually doing and what's the trade here? Because I think I don't know, guys. Like I think there are. LIC has come down. Lithium America has come down quite a bit yeah, the last two days, the right? And 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 so, which I kind of like, <laughs> you know, I feel the same way about LIC. I never feel like I own enough of it, and now that it's come down from forty-two to thirty-two, part of me just wants to just get put even more back in. And I like putting it in the twenties, not the thirties. But man, yeah. having it pop to 42 and now back to 32 nothing has changed and, my, and this stock does this right it does this yeah it we've does we've seen it. it do this we've seen yeah. it do this in the past like the more the only negative when it comes to lithium america that i could think of is that they do need to raise capital they've actually yeah. come out recently and said that regardless of the fact that the government is going to basically fund them it looks like 60 percent uh with government money of everything they do that still leaves 30 to 40 I don't know, 40 to 50% that they do need to still raise capital. And obviously this environment is looking less and less good for raising massive amounts of capital. So I think that's part of the negative the last week on Lithium America is that, wait, remember guys, they got to raise capital. And isn't this a bad thing for everybody that needs to raise? Of course it's a bad thing for everyone who needs to raise a lot of capital. But in the Lithium America world, I mean, the capital they're raising, I don't think it makes that big of a difference whether they raise it a point higher or a point lower when you look at the amount of insanely high growth in this sector. So I think people are just confusing them with large, mature companies that need to continue to raise a lot of well, capital. Depends. So, right, it depends, right, if they raise it with debt or if they raise it by selling equity, you know, whatever they chew, right? And so to an equity holder, yeah. it could have different effects. Either way, it's a net negative. We know that. Right. It's just a matter of how big is a net negative, and yeah. it's opening up an opportunity here because the stock trades really volatile uh, yeah. during these sessions. I love it personally, because now I'm starting to look at interesting. Like I just, I, I really, guys, I really love it. I want to do a dumb money. I want to try to get a meeting uh, with the Lith- uh, Lithium America team. I know they're really busy right now, 
but this summer, if you guys are up for it, summer's probably not the best time to do it, but I want to go out to Nevada and meet with them and go tour their mines and really talk, look at what they're doing. Like, I feel like we have got to have been the largest, we have, we have, we have like talked about Lithium America more than any other YouTuber that I, that I see, right? Like I, I think we should, I think we should go to Vegas you know Graham doesn't do stuff like this, but at some point he needs to get more engaged with public companies. Like we need to pull him out of his house and tour <laughs> Lithium America uh, lithium mine. And like I think that would be super cool to go out to Vegas and do that this summer. I'm going to work on that. And if anyone here knows the Lithium America team wants to make that intro, please do. But if not, um, I'm on it. And I think that'd be cool for our community as well. Uh, we could do kind of an old school, dumb money style, three camera. Dave, we'll, we'll hire someone this time. <laughs> Shoot the follow-ups <laughs> around. We'll do a vlog style a uh, few days up in Nevada. But this is too big. I mean, listen, the metaverse is big. This is maybe just as big. I think this is this whole movement towards electrification. And I know Jordan's going to say, yeah, we're still using fossil fuels for a few more years. And I agree, we are. We are. But... This move well, towards it's, not just, I mean, it's not just for fuel, right? It's for like literally I know. clothes, it's your tires, it's plastics that are in the car. It's... I know, but none of that is new and that's been going on forever, yeah. right? So that's not changing. Right. There's no change there. That's just like a, what I would consider to be maybe a slow erosion over the next 50 years as we'll still use it for, for clothes and pharmaceuticals and all that good stuff. But yeah. for other big but just areas... burning it to, you know, to heat yeah. homes to... Uh and yeah. to operate motor vehicles, then yeah, I do, I like, I, we're on the same page. I mean, there's gonna be a yeah. slow erosion of that. Generational opportunities is what we're all about. They don't, they don't take place instantaneously. They're not always the new exciting meme stock of the week because they don't, and they don't always, they don't always turn out like you think they will. Listen, I thought Peloton was a generational opportunity. The digital fitness. I still think digital fitness is a generational opportunity it just might not play out till 2030 now. Like, all right, I, I I don't know. It didn't it didn't work out the way I thought it would likely work out. Uh, and electrification, by the way, guys, isn't something that just takes place overnight. We're talking about something that's going to be another decade going forward, right, before it really takes place. But that's where the big money is made. I want to understand it backwards and forwards. I want it. The more comfort I have around an entry sector and around the players and around the opportunities in terms of the leaders in the space, the more confident I am to make a really big investment. And although Lithium America is the number two largest investment in my portfolio, it's not as big as I think it should be. Like, I feel like I want to go in two to three X bigger than it is right now. I just got to figure out what's stopping me. (laughs) That's the problem. I have to sell some stuff. Dave, maybe I will flip out of the metaverse a month from now from all these metaverse profits in my head I think I'm going to make. Be sure you let Jordan know when you do. Well, Jordan (laughs) might not invest in the metaverse. You guys have to tell me that you're investing in it first, and then I will keep you up to date. If you're not investing in it, I don't feel pressured to keep you up. Okay, guys. Um... Real quick, before we end this, is there anything else you want to say about them? Uh, Dave, I know you feel like the concept of land in the metaverse doesn't really make sense because... Yes. And the the idea of being adjacent to or, you know, the proximity of land the way it does on actual Earth, that there's value in being close to other things. 
the ability to teleport around in the metaverse just makes that kind of that go away completely. There's no there's no reason that you need to be right next door to Snoop Dogg because you're not going to I don't see any reason that you'd be walking across the fence to go hang out with Snoop. Right. If you were, were invited to his house, you would just zap in from wherever in the metaverse that you were. I, I think about that all the time, and I'm like 50-50 thinking that you're totally correct and thinking that you're wrong. And I just, I cannot decide yet, because like if I go back to mall.com in 1999, that would seem to be that you're correct, right? Like yes. the, 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 the e-commerce... I, I, that was, the, that the, was the first metaverse, where they put literally <laughs> all the stores in a 3D space, and the gap was next door to Banana... And you would like back out of one and go into the next one to yeah. do your shopping. The metaverse is like a game, and there are constraints put on it that make certain places, you know, so more Jordan, valuable you're right. and the adjacent spaces than valuable, right? And so, okay, and you don't know what those rules you know what the are going to be. Are gonna be. So you no don't know what the. To, I would so imagine though that if they give if if they give out valuable land to ape owners and then they sell less valuable land to everyone else, that there must be something about that ape land that is more valuable than the kind you can buy. I don't, and I don't know what it is that's going to, to differentiate it other than it was a part of that initial ape. It's maybe tied to an ape somehow. I, I don't know. But yeah, I, and- the concept of space in, a, in an infinitely adjustable space other than they'll set their own parameters for the size of the universe i mean but it's dave, just it's very bizarre dave, so you you're kind of right but at the same time the human mind can only handle so much transition over any single period and when you think about ready player one i mean listen i hate to keep referencing that because who knows that could be totally off right it's just a, um but ready player one you know spatial existence in terms of like uh, it still existed, right? Like that stuff was still proximity in that world was still kind of important if you think about it. So like if it's gamified, and I do know, we do know this about the other side. Uh, Yuga Labs has come out and said firmly that they do not believe that social, just simple social interactions are enough to support the metaverse. Now that that's controversial. They believe that the only way the metaverse works in the short term is if it's completely gamified. So, and I kind of am least to agree with them, and here's why. We have, I think we have 2 billion gamers worldwide, and if you think about it, uh, we really don't necessarily need to build a metaverse for anyone other than gamers for a very long time, right? So the entire concept of metaverse for the next 15 or so years can simply be exclusively for gamers. Now, the, 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 when we think about the word gamer and gamifying, that could mean very different things, right? The person that plays Candy Crush and Farmville and 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 you know Animal Crossing is a very different demographic than the person who's playing Fortnite and games like that. But if we develop a metaverse, who, uh, by that, the way, is a very different demographic than who plays Axie or correct, Jordan, correct. But what if you can take all of those gamers and figure out a way to have an integrated gaming metaverse that kind of has a, an area for all those different types of gamers okay, to kind of like play. Assuming, you're making too many assumptions about what's going to happen, and with the size of the budget, like they're not going to get to. So, well, well, well to Jordan, me, like, there's well, not even worth speculating about those things. That's just hype, and so you're trying to hype something that doesn't even exist. 
Well, no, no, no. That 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 I completely disagree, and here's why. And so the that's value... my problem with the whole space, and that's why I have a tough time. Okay, but but Jordan, it's not investable, right? It's what just, drives it's valuation? It's and it's hype. It's a hype factory. Jordan, Jordan, what drives valuation are people speculating based on what they know and what they think will happen, right? So if you look at every other cycle, the way that the investment community is right now is we don't wait for things to materialize. We essentially invest and we speculate and asset prices get inflated based on theories and people that are backing things and and traction like partnerships and all that stuff, right? Which is and so, a way to do it. What? Which is what? a way to do that. You can do that. I, so, right? but that you can do that. It could I end have, well or it could not end well. Right? Correct. But I have to try to figure out. I, listen, I'm not trying to predict. I'm just trying to figure out what are other people thinking, right? So if I kind of know the way other people think about this stuff, as these, I can take what I know is going to happen or as it's happening, and then I can apply the way I know people think in 2022 about investing and speculating, and I could arbitrage those worlds regardless of whether they're right or not, right? It doesn't matter if those people are right in the long term. It's actually completely irrelevant whether they're right in the long because it's a liquid market, right? So I don't have to stick around with it for years. I can be out the next day. Um, I think it's a really important exercise to have these conversations around the metaverse so that we have we have uh, scenarios, right, that could theoretically play out based on what's announced. Because I know that if they announce this or that, that people are going to go crazy based on these different scenarios. And if they're able to pull in these different communities, guys, you realize that all the hype on each of these projects that have gotten each of these projects to billions of dollars in value are just very minuscule communities of like five to 8,000 people that invested in them. So if you take the top 10 or 20 and you can figure out a way to make it interoperable where they all raise their hand and go, you know what? We're going to play in this. We're going to play in Yuga's metaverse because the way they set it up is decentralized and we have a benefit as a community and are giving us a large box to play in and all of our members are happy because they're getting space in it, whatever. If they can do that, you look at what would happen to ApeCoin and you look at what would happen to those land plots just based on just based on having 60,000 people now that are supporting this versus 6 or 7,000 it doesn't sound like a lot but in the NFT world it's freaking massive and then once we actually start to go outside of the existing community of NFT investors which is very tiny today that I think is going to grow how big to be debated those people and institutions at large are always going to want to go with the safe bet. We have a history, right, guys, of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Apple, Google, Amazon. What's the history in our mindset of the past 30 years? You want to find the big winner and you just want to go all in on it because everybody's always missed it. Everyone has always been late to that. So anytime we ever see an opportunity to where we think there could be an emerging new mega big player, even if this one's decentralized, you know that the human mind, the investor mind is already pre-programmed to say, I'm not going to freaking miss it this time. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so that is that is my biggest reason that I would invest in a metaverse plot is just because everybody else is going to want to as well. I don't want to yeah. be in it long term, but that's that would that would be my one reason to buy metaverse. That's the reason right now. 
That's the reason and today, We can't Dave. imagine where it's going or what the game is going to be or what the experience... And we, can't, we can't picture that yet, but we do know that as soon as the hot project that celebrities are buying comes out with a land offering, you're going you're gonna to want to be a part of it. Or at and least the, same the way investor mindset is going to have people who want to be a part of it, whether they know what they're going to do with it or not. That, I would be in it for a very brief period of time, personally. Dave, but I don't I, think I I'm going to do it because I can't. I can't bring myself to buy an ape to get the most valuable land, and I don't really want to buy secondhand land with my ape coin. Dave, or speculate Dave, that ape coin's going to go up. Yeah, Dave. That that is that is I think the right way to think about it, especially for someone like yourself. Like I'm willing to speculate probably a little longer term than you are, right? But not much. Um, an ape is less liquid than a mutant ape, which is less liquid than ApeCoin, obviously, right? So, like, you probably want to stick with the more liquid ways to play this, mm -hmm. which would certainly be Ape. Um, yeah. I, guys, I, I love I love this subject because it, it, it's massive. One way or the other, it's massive. The metaverse, yes. whatever the hell it ends up meaning, I love things that are potentially that big because there's so much money to be made. It, you don't even have to be right long term. I'm just saying the money flows are gigantic. The in, oh, can I just tell you guys a story real quick? This is really important. I think for our entire community, this is mind blowing. Uh, I was in a meeting with an old school Dallas commercial real estate family office two weeks ago, an in person meeting, and they did not know anything about my interest in the metaverse or NFT. And we're in a conference room and. A old school commercial real estate guy. The first things out of the first words out of his mouth is, "Do you guys know anything about the metaverse?" And you know why he asked that? Because he had been studying and reading articles about a REIT that I guess had just raised twenty or thirty million dollars to buy land in Decentraland, which is the other metaverse I forgot the name of earlier. Right? So Decentraland. Decentraland is getting really big with fashion brands, by the way. But anyway, so they were making an investment. In, and they were not only making an investment in a blockchain company, right, that was like related to mortgages and stuff, but as an old school commercial real estate firm, they were considering putting aside a piece of money in March of 2022 to invest in metaverse property. Now, I ended up sending them a detailed email with my thoughts on metaverses, why I liked, you know, the other side as opposed to the central land and, but I, I was like, I can't believe I'm having a talk with these guys. And if I'm having that conversation with this old school Texas commercial real estate firm, <laughs> could you even imagine a year from now, if this thing even gets a tiny bit of traction six months from now, the conversations that are going to be happening in much more progressive venture capital firms, hedge funds, quant funds, I mean, family offices that have massive amounts of money that don't want to miss out on stuff like... Guys, do you understand how small this freaking world is and yet how big the potential of it is for even a very small fraction of institutional money globally to say, hey, let's put a tiny bit just in case so we're not left out of this thing, right? That's what I think is the most misunderstood and most undervalued piece of, of this investment thesis when it comes to metaverse or NFT. And now here's what's fascinating. I think a lot of these guys have a really hard time with the thought of buying a character, buying, you know what I'm saying? Like buying an ape or whatever. 
But when it here's what I took away from that meeting. When it comes to real estate, even though it's virtual real estate, right? They understand. When it comes yeah. to buying land, when they hear that there's a new land project that they're not involved with, every commercial real estate guy, every family office in the world goes, wait a second. We need some of this metaverse land. Wait, wait, who's... As soon as they hear that one of their competitors, here's how the commercial real estate world works. As soon as they find out that one of the competitors is doing something that they're not doing, they freak out. And they're like, we need to be doing that, right? It doesn't take long for these guys to get in on this. And if you look at why, uh, you know, Sandbox, or like, like if you, I, why do I always say it wrong? Sandbox, Sandlock. Uh, when you look at some of these metaverses and they have raised billions of dollars in land, and you, who the hell is putting that money in there? It's a, all, it doesn't take much. A quick Google search uh, out of the Philippines, there is a stock that is the metaverse REIT and it's trading and you can buy shares in it. There you go. Dave, hey, there's more than one. <laughs> That that that's just like publicly traded, you know what I'm saying? Like like there's all kinds of private uh, trusts that are getting put together right now to do this stuff. The same way that they were coming after crypto. Remember after crypto kind of you know matured a bit, and all these family offices were like, we don't really know how to buy crypto, but we'll invest in these crypto funds that are popping up everywhere. There are yep. these REITs that are popping up that are like, hey guys, you're you've invested. $3 billion or $8 billion in commercial real estate, maybe you should put like $5 million in the metaverse just in case. Because the one mindset that commercial real estate guys have, which I really don't have, quite honestly, is they're willing to put money in something that doesn't show up for 10 years, right? Five to 10 years. They're willing to invest in things that take years and years to mature and finally come up to value, right? Like we've seen Dallas get turned over right over the past 15 yeah. years 20 years things that we never thought were possible neighborhoods that we never thought could be what they are today yeah. and if you didn't see them before and after you wouldn't believe it but they've seen it they get it they know it so dude that alone to me makes this so exciting because like you can get it if, to get in on the front end of this before those guys get in it's a little bit before they get in six months before 12 months before is kind of a big deal uh, we're talking about buying plots in what could be the largest, most prominent interoperable metaverse for one. Again, what could be? <laughs> one... Exactly. There's no plan. There's no. There is a plan. A plan. Hey, the, the plan will be announced soon. Okay, so here's the here's the other thing that I've heard. I've heard from people in the in the know that the that the team behind this is very generic by the way it's nothing specific but the team behind Yuga Labs are working on so many ambitious things related to this that it's kind of mind blowing like those are from very qualified people that I didn't hear anything specifically I just heard that it would blow your mind what they're working on right now for this. And it's just, it's unprecedented in the NFT space. Uh, and now that they have half a billion dollars of cash, which is a lot in the meta in this space to get started. It's not that they have half a billion, by the way, when you have Mark Andreessen backing you, right? And now they can potentially make another half billion off of land sales and NFTs and all this other stuff that they're selling. They already made a few hundred million dollars just off of fees, right? When every time someone trades one of these things, they're making money. Imagine having 200,000 land plots making fees every time they trade hands. I mean, you're talking about a company that literally, Jordan, has a relatively small team making hundreds of millions of dollars straight to their bottom line. I mean, this is a profitable 
company, right? It's ridiculous. Like numbers have come out on Pixel Vault, which are absolutely insane with how profitable they were. They made hundreds of millions last year with like, I don't know, 18 employees. It's a joke. Um, so they have access to resources. And by the way, Jordan, top talent wants to work in this space. This is the funnest, coolest, most interesting thing in the world. So you think it's hard to acquire top talent for everybody but this space? It's hard. Right now, if you're the best of the best and you can go work on the metaverse, <laughs> wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> like, and if what? whatever their game is catches on and is fun yeah. and it has a good monetization component, they, they're going to make good money. But I can't buy All stock in them. I can only play in the but metaverse. But Jordan is right. Like Jordan is right. Like none of it's been released yet. It's all crazy speculative. All I want to say is I believe Jordan, although a plan hasn't been fully released to all of us, I believe based on what I know that there are plans that they're, they're just not discussing them yet. They're not openly discussing them yet. But Chris, I, I will also remind you that the same people who are putting together their plans for the metaverse and have great things planned in their minds also got downvoted in their own DAO that they created around their coin because their ideas weren't good enough or weren't what the community actually wanted. So what if this yeah. metaverse comes out and isn't at all what anyone is interested in because well, it's well, now well, it's actually, a corporate-fueled metaverse. Actually, Dave, though, that, that proposition was by Am Amimoka, Animoca Brands, which is one of the key backers of Yuga Labs and partners, but not Yuga Labs themselves. So that was the, that was, this was their proposal, and they they all put of it the out original, all five or however many of the original proposals were written by the same person. And I think you're right; it was that partner gaming yeah. company that they partnered with. Yeah, but and and, and, that was and all Dave, straight you know what? from the top. That was not you know a third party coming up with ideas and putting it in proposals. That was that was the organization itself. But the, the system, the system, the system worked. This the system worked in that you know what this is. By the way, I love, I absolutely love how this worked. So the, the way a DAO works is everybody gets a vote, right? So someone put a proposal, and literally anybody that owned ApeCoin got the vote on this, and it wasn't like everybody read all the proposals. A handful of smart people that cared read the proposals, dissected them, and then a few people said, hey, we have an issue with this one thing. And they kind of raised the concern on Twitter, people started retweeting it, conversations were going, and what happened was they had a positive vote to vote yes, and once people started hearing these activists kind of raise the issue and surface the issue, people said, you know what? You're right, that is an issue. They should cap the amount of ApeCoin that you get to stake based on uh, how many NFTs you have. So if you could, they, they didn't want institutions with one board ape to be able to stake $50 million of ApeCoin. They thought that was unfair. I also think it's potentially unfair. The system worked, they voted it down, and now there are new proposals coming out that are almost identical to the original proposal, but fixing that one piece. So I, I believe that- But their metaverse that, the, that we're talking about is not going to be a DAO. It's going to be a centrally run organization that is opening it up for others to develop on top of it. Okay, well, let's just say this. We don't fully know everything yet about how they're gonna do that. So I, I, I wanna like reserve my opinion on that until they fully release it. Because for all we know, Dave, they could have some kind of hybrid system worked mm -hmm. out where it kind of is. They're going to have DAOs vote, you know, controlling a part of that metaverse, and that they're still going to control part. Of it. I, I don't yeah, know what we'll they have, have to see planned. What they, what they announce. Yeah, and that announcement yeah, I, could I come any day now. 
Yeah. I, I just think this is a really timely episode. I think more than anything else today, I want to throw ideas out there for people to converse and debate and think about because now is the time. Now is the time if you think you might have a thesis or an investment that you want to make in this Yuga Labs metaverse, now's the time to go through this process and to work through the scenario modeling. What can happen? What might be announced? And if this is announced, what will happen? And how do I want to invest in this, if at all? Not three weeks from now. Today, this is the time because we're very getting very close and it hasn't happened yet. And what I've seen in the NFT space is people don't fully value things until they're actually... You know what's so amazing? is that I have seen things that were so strongly rumored that basically everybody knew it was going to happen. And then the second they actually happen, the asset prices go through the roof. And you're like, wait a second. I assume this is all, like you were saying it's priced in, Dave. I assume it's priced in and it's going to go down as soon as the actual news comes out. But uh, maybe maybe it's the exact opposite of that in the metaverse. Yeah, lately things have not fully been priced in. And by the way, I have a lot, like even the stuff I know about, I'm like, Wait a second. I like I don't know if this is going to happen, but I do know something's going to happen and it's going to do that. Why would I not be making a bigger investment? It's because it's so new and so scary and it's like JPEGs and metaverse that like we're not really willing to act on things until they actually happen, which tells me that the arbitrage opportunity in this space is real because the public markets are relatively inefficient, but this space is a lot more inefficient than public markets because people are all scared and nobody believes anything until it actually happens. So I don't know. I I think it's a fun space to play in because of that, but it is highly speculative and we are investing in JPEGs and virtual land. So guys, if you do make an investment in space on your own thesis, uh, please understand how unbelievably risky this space is. I, I mean, Everyone says only invest what you're willing to lose. I don't know that I agree with that when it comes to public market investing, as long as you're not leveraged right. Um, but I kind of do agree with that when it comes to Yeah, I feel like the stock market is the only way to outpace inflation for, you know, most times of, for most of all of history, right? But this, yeah. this is very different. This is buying things that don't mm-hmm. exist and other. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So we have now uh, had our long, probably our longest episode of the year, uh, because anytime Chris is excited about something, he has a lot to say on the matter. Um, and, and by the way, you know, someone tweeted uh, at me yesterday and basically said, you know, sometimes in your Friday episodes, you get too, you're too excited and optimistic about something, uh, and you're wrong. And one example of that that they gave was the Ukrainian that Russia would likely not invade all of Ukraine with a thesis of mine that I was wrong about. Well, yeah, you know, like over the last 30 years of investing, I've had lots of thesis. Some of them are right and some of them are wrong. We do this show to surface different thesis, to get people thinking and talking about various scenarios that might or might not happen and why we think they might or might not happen. And then what we would do based on them actually happening or not happening. And all of us have to do our own homework and debate these theses and scenarios and make our own decision. Listen, I'm not, 
if I'm going to only come out and tell you things that I'm 100% confident in, we're only going to do a show every six months or every three months. <laughs> and that wouldn't be very fun, would it? So, like, yeah, I'm going to throw out every thesis I have. And Dave is and Jordan is. And we're going to debate them. And, you know, sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. And we, we measure, like, we try to measure the, 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 the degree of our investment based on our confidence, right, in each of those thesis. But... That's what we do, man. I have no idea how this one to turn out, but I have my thesis. I'm sticking to it and I'm investing in it. And we'll see if I'm right or wrong in a few weeks, right? That's all there's to it. Uh, I just saw something in the comments go by and I was confirming that it really is a thing before I uh, said anything, but there's apparently, oh, and then a pop-up ad comes up in the thing that I did. Okay. Uh, there's a, apparently a Crocs Cinnamon Toast Crunch collab coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is you know, strong. Crocs, one of our all-time <laughs> go-to. If, if they have a collab, you know it's going to be something you want to invest in, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Ooh. I'm all in on that. I, um, I can't put more money in Crocs, Dave. I own a lot of Crocs right now. I own a lot of Crocs. I, I have a pretty decent-sized position in Crocs. Um, I'm not messing with it. They are not doing well right now. The stock's no. not. The stock is not, I mean, there's so much that's not doing great right now. Like a one-year low, Crocs is. Yeah. Wow. The, the, I, I did sell um, a portion of my Crocs um, back. I mean, it had already slid big time. I'm, I'm excited now to do research on Crocs because I feel that if there is something positive that's happening at Crocs going into earnings, that there's more of an opportunity here than there ever was, right? Well, like if it's PE, it's starting to make sense again, maybe if they are doing well. Um, I don't know, though. They make, I mean, they make rubber shoes or like, you know. Expectations so, are down, Jordan, right? Expectations yeah. are down, right. and that's what I love. So... You know the market, Wall Street, and the has cost never of materials are up, which is you know, that's probably one thing. Hit. Yeah, but I mean, how much material? I mean, I think the shipping is the biggest issue, right? Like the logistics sure. and shipping, because those those Crocs are kind of bulky, right? They're they, light, but they're all over. Is shipping uh, coming TikTok down. Right I've heard like I've heard just different theories on shipping, but I think shipping could be. That would be that would be. Um, I'm not sure about that. I need I need to do more research on. Yeah. I, I, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like exhausted because I, I've been thinking about this episode for a few days, and I was just I'm so excited to share this. I mean, I know that not everyone in our community appreciates or has any interest in NFT and the metaverse, but it's something to think about. Like, I'm not, I'm definitely not advocating everybody invest in this space, but it's a conversation that needs had. This is just such a big subject right now, matter that so little people understand. Collab, like, cute, and they even smell like this. Dude, they're we out. They're home. already out. This so was. Uh, it says they drop right April twenty eighth. Uh, in store, so uh, champs in store. And they even the but the Croc Queen apparently they got an early pair. Dude, they so smell the like the cereal. Right now, oh, the dude, that is huge. That is the weirdest. Dude, that is it. That's amazing. I love. I love Crocs so much dude i whoever their marketing team is just freaking genius and by the way i'm trying to take all these lessons uh and apply them to our dylan lemay ice cream venture guys uh i'm i'll be in austin this next week uh taking some meetings on collabs and and 
I, I want to basically replicate that exact strategy for our ice cream venture. I want to be doing those sorts of collabs because ice cream is so fun. Oh, yeah. We could do some really exciting stuff with it, right? Like, we could do really cool, fun stuff. There's no limits on what we can or can't. That's what I love about Crocs. Crocs is so lucky that it's, like, not a shoe. It's a shoe. You get what I'm saying? But it's like a blank canvas, right? Like, nobody else can do the collabs that Crocs are. Like, Uggs can't come out and be like, we're going to do a Cinnamon Toast Crunch collab with uh, Ugg boots. They can't do that, right? Crocs can collab with anybody. It's a freaking blank canvas. And they realize that at corporate. And they have just executed flawlessly on this strategy. Love it. Look at her closet full of Crocs. This might be the, my new favorite creator. <laughs> Dude, so I, all right, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll talk to you offline, David, about another creator that's doing something I want to collab with, ice cream company. Ice cream. I think you'll. All right. All right. Anyone else? Were there any questions that we have to like get to before we close? Because I feel like I've been talking for an hour and a half, and I have. Sorry. Oh, you have. It's been an hour and twenty-three minutes. So I think we should just say thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, make sure you do smash the like button on your way out. Um, subscribe if you haven't no. already. Dave, we got to congratulate you. Whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Dave Hansen hit 100,000 subs on Hey There Dave here yesterday. Dude, Dave, yeah, let did. me just tell you something. Yep. Dave, it it is, I mean, you do great work for us at Dumb Money. We wouldn't be here without you. But the Hey There Dave here channel is literally maybe the best produced just just chat definitely i think the best produced credit card chat on youtube but it's it's one of the most professional dave spends i don't even know hours what it is. It's, sometimes it's a credit card episode. channel sometimes it's a travel channel so it's it's my yeah. random everything else channel and uh yeah just just hit 100 you, you nobody deserves this more than you dave hey there dave here please go sub to that channel if you haven't already and if you want to watch just the most polished beautiful uh videos on you want to watch me talk for 22 matter. minutes about uh the Every single crypto-related credit card that there is, that video is the one to watch. Uh, I'm guilty of not watching it. I'm sorry. I, Ooh, I, I, I mean, it's to watch it. A, it is a very niche video, but it it came. It's number two on my uh, on my YouTube top ten. Let's get that video to number one. <laughs> Honestly, Dave, I I, I don't think it will because it's the, the Mr. Beast video that, uh, that oh. had a million views that's number yeah. one. I don't, I don't know. That one just has to drop out of my top ten before I can compete with it again. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you, 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 honestly, like I love everything you do on that channel. Hey there, Dave here is freaking amazing, and you, you deserve well, this you. moment, Dave. Um, so congrats. Awesome. So yeah, that said, plaque collection. let's get... Can we get this channel to 100,000? We <laughs> need to. That's my next goal. Then I can have three plaques in a row, and that will look good in this uh, fake backdrop. <laughs> yes. I need to that, would the fake... awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We're not that far, right? We're, we're not, not 12, We're not that 000. far off. Uh, I'm already up to 100,181 since I checked last night. But uh, over here on the uh, live channel, we're at 88,809. So, uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to do a little work here. Yeah, please give us give, give us the thumbs up, guys. That, that helps us a lot. Just give us a thumbs up. You know, throw a comment in, share it, uh, talk to your friends about Dumb Money uh, Live, and just do whatever you can. We really don't care about growing the channel that big, but it would be cool to have, hit hundred thousand. We just need another plaque. That's all we need. We, 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 we don't need the, we don't need the million plaque. We just need three of the hundred k plaques, just so that it looks like a nice set. 
at this, you know, the rate, rule of decorating—you never put two pictures together. You have to have three. At this rate, we'll hit a million, Dave, in like 2085 <laughs> if we're still alive. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, yeah, quick Playa. I'm still in Playa, Playa, guys. I did not sell my Playa. I love Playa, and if it falls much from here, I would consider buying more Playa. Uh, I actually love travel stocks in general, but I want to have a travel episode next week. Yeah. I want to have an inflation episode, and I want to do a social arb episode that, uh, coming off of our uh, high conviction trades in our Discord next week as well. I promise to get to all of those. Thanks for supporting us, guys. There's a thumbs up on the way out. And that's it. That's it. Thanks for watching. We're Done Money. We will see you right back there, either tomorrow or Friday.